Hello, 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 good afternoon. Or is it good evening, everyone? You're welcome to Create or Die Trying with Sagai. My name is Sagai. Thanks for tuning in again. And I know you guys are so totally expecting and waiting for today's topic because I saw all the comments and things on the post for today's show. Now, uh, the last couple of weeks, quite a lot of things have been happening regarding Nigerian comic books. I've been in several meetings talking with publishers and fans and creative heads, and I've seen several comments and and, and things raised, issues raised about Nigerian comics in particular on social media. Quite a lot of things are happening. People are saying lots of stuff about it. Now, I thought about uh, um, some things, and I felt that um, we need to actually address this as a collective, because one of the things that seems to be wrong with the way we create around this country sometimes is we are unable to actually talk as a collective. And on Instagram Live, thanks for tuning in. Thank you guys for coming there. I hope you guys didn't miss much from what I just started saying. Now, everybody online, please, uh, today is going to be a more collaborative thing. I expect you guys to give me your comments and share some things about what you understand and know about the Nigerian comics industry. Let me give you a guideline about what today is going to be about, okay? We're talking Nigerian comic books. That much is clear. We're talking the good, the bad, and the ugly. That means we want to share with ourselves what exactly we're doing right, all right? Let's look at the titles or the potential um, uh, things that may be not so good, maybe the bad ones, and the things that are outrightly wrong with the industry presently. And then you have that question that people always seem to throw around. Do we have an industry? Is there a comic book industry in Nigeria? Would the publishers agree the same thing? Would the artists say the same thing? I need to hear perspectives from all sides of the divide, all right? And then... We need to even focus beyond all those three. Yes, we can analyze where we are now, how good we're doing, how bad we're doing, and what is ugly about the industry itself. But more importantly, and this is why Creative Dietrich is here, to talk about solutions. What and what do you think we need to do to get this industry off the ground? Yes, uh, for all those who are wondering, I have seen Black Panther, all right? Now, don't, don't throw that around all over the place because there are some people who don't know I've seen it and I'm trying to keep that on the low low, okay? So I have seen it and it's generated quite a lot of buzz around town now and a lot of things are, are coming up. I mean, when we talk about comics in general, Nigerians are practically even more fanatical about comics than the Americans and uh, Japanese where the whole thing uh, started and it's a big industry with them. We have a lot of DC jihadists online and then Marvel fanatics online as well. So it's like we're doing all of this. Now, the question we should ask ourselves is how long will it take before Nigerian comic books and comic book characters get to the point where we form actual fan uh, groups and then begin to argue out the characters and their productions? And even further still, somebody asked this question on social media last week, uh, last two weeks, I think. Uh, are we ready for a Nigerian comic book character movie? Is it time to do something like that? That is what you'd be like, right? You should be looking at on today's episode as we talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and the future of Nigerian comic books. All right. So again, thanks very much for tuning in on Instagram as well. And uh, I had a very interesting weekend, and I'm sure the post was on online. And it's something that I think a lot of creative people want to throw out. Uh, when I was called out to be a part of the social of the um, uh, World Camp Lagos, uh, a word, a WordPress event. Uh, my first thought was that we're going to get there and we see quite a lot of geeks, you know, all these coders and things. That is all we're going to meet when we got there. However, my experience showed me that 
it was quite a lot of people that were, that were there, people not just coders, people that were hoping to see how WordPress and the entire coding community can be beneficial to their industries. People from all walks of life were there, actually. And then I realized that for a lot of us on the creative end of things, or in comic books particularly, it's an event or an area that we should all actually take interest in because I got a lot of things that would make things wonderfully awesome for us as creative persons and for IC Studios as a comic book publisher and for this show as well. Uh, for example, one of the things we're going to actually be able to uh, enjoy coming from uh, my, my outing this weekend is this show is going to after actually going to be on audio podcasts starting tomorrow. We're going to get all the episodes together besides the video, which is still available on my page and some of it are available on, on YouTube right now. We're going to set up another platform to actually have all the episodes of Creator Die Trying available as podcasts online. All right. So once that is set, you will be you getting the links on my page and publicized through all channels, including the ICS official page on Facebook and on Instagram. All right. So that was an experience to me. It was serious eye opener on how to get visible and how to make sure that you can use the power of website and online technology for your advantage as a business. So that was completely interesting for me. So. Nigerian comic books. We can trace it back a little bit in terms of history. When we want to go into the historical end of Nigerian comic books, I'm sure a lot of people will remember comics from back in the days that actually inspired them to get into comics. But how many comic books do you remember from the past that were actually Nigerian comic books that inspired you? Okay, now when I was growing up, uh, back in secondary school, very uh, like somewhere in mid secondary school, I encountered Captain Africa. And not just encountered the comic character, I and a friend Taiwo Aware, or Nodija Taiwo now, had the opportunity to go to the Camel Comics office at Oshodi to actually meet the creator of Captain Africa and the Ackman back then and saw him at work and saw all the comic pages he was working on back then. It was a really inspirational visit back then. I mean, like, well, like we're seeing Nigerians own Stanley when we got there, you know? So that, 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 that was inspiring to me. Captain Africa was one of the ones that actually inspired a lot of things in us back then, not to mention the foreign titles. But one set of titles actually changed my perspective about comic books in Nigeria. And it happened in, 90, I think, 1993, thereabouts. Uh, we had some comic books coming from Ibadan, epic comic books. Epic comics from Ibadan. Actually produced three titles. I think there was Green Eagle, uh, Captain Nigeria, and Justice. All right. So it was like those three titles came in collected like two comic books in a pack back then. And they were really, really, really inspired because yeah, the arts were not like top notch. Like, the graphics was hand done. Lots of the lettering was done by hand and everything. But they were good. They actually gave perspective into what is possible with Nigerian comic books published. All right. Back then, quite a lot of other comic books came up. Retaliators, uh, uh, CAC Warriors or SOS Warriors. Yes. Created by some a lady and a brother back in Yaba Tech. I can't remember her name right now. So quite a lot of comics were back then. Now, the good thing that I see with Nigerian comic books right away is we are beginning to define the kind of comic books we should be creating for our people in terms of the fact that uh, when we all started drawing comic books, a lot of it was more about um, trying to replicate the characters we have been exposed to in terms of the foreign character like Superman, Batman, Spider-Man, Iron Man, and the entire DC and Marvel roster. I mean, my first character was a mismatch of Captain America, Superman, and uh, Rambo. Really, Captain Nigeria that I created then looked very much like Rambo, 
with his bandana hair, glasses, big um, aviator glasses, and then cape and Captain America boots, and a, a big CN on his chest back then. A lot of our characters back in the 90s or the 80s um, were actually created with the foreign characters in mind. So I, I think the good thing is now we're beginning to create characters that is resonating more with our culture, with our people, with our immediate environment first, before trying to ship that out of the country. So I think in terms of um, character or, uh, or content, we're beginning to look at what is possible to take out from inside the country, from our culture, and export it outside to the world. That's the good. Uh, on, the others, on, the, on the good side, again, is the fact that our artistic compositions, I think the art levels that we're putting into our comic books, I think is beginning to grow and become a lot better than it was. I mean, uh, uh, that about 10 years ago, um, we couldn't even do digital painting, right? You know, uh, our artworks were a little bit, uh, well, not well-defined, and most of us were actually either completely good independently on our own, or were busy copying uh, artistic styles on the likes of Jim Lee or Joe Madureira and some other people like that. So. But now we're seeing more defined Africanized or Nigerian uh, level artworks, artworks that actually resonate with our people. We're actually able to draw more of black people than white people. I can bet um, if you pick out uh, 20 creators in Lagos right now, in Nigeria right now, uh, about at least 15 or 17 of them will have started out creating characters that were inherently white. Okay, we all wanted to create a character that was white. Uh, Daniel says something, let me quickly uh, check that out. Daniel says, it might work if we go straight ahead to comic movie, but I think we need to make more comics and make sure the kids have it so they can build a fan base. So you're talking about uh, comic book movies. So from what I get from what you're saying now, it's like, uh, it might work, but perhaps we need to build a fan base first of these characters, get the kids to love the characters that we're talking about, get people to actually love and know these characters before we can talk about building, uh, making a comic book movie out of them. And he also says, uh, to get the funds for that won't be easy, $200 million. Okay, now that is another thing entirely. You and I probably, I mean, I'm probably going to say something about that later on as the show progresses. Uh, $200 million, yes, perhaps that kind of money is needed to produce a Black Panther or a, an Avengers or something. The question that needs to be asked before you go that far is, do we need $200 million to produce a Nigerian superhero movie? All right? Let that sink in. If you think so, if you think otherwise, please put that in the comments. Let me hear what you think about that. Do you think we need that much money to produce a Nigerian comic book movie? All right. Still on the good. Okay? Um, uh, the good thing I, th I see, the, one of the other good things I see is that when it comes to the graphics end of things in our comic books, we are inherently getting much, much better than we, we started quite some time back, all right? We're understanding design a little bit better. We're able to put our colors all right and understanding the importance of branding in the things that we do. Because take it or leave it, uh, a comic book is a creative medium, is a communication medium. That simply means how you're able to promote that and package it is as important as the content that goes into the comic book itself, all right? It's one of the things that I believe in as a person, as an individual, I believe in. No matter what it is that you're trying to do, it has to be packaged well, so that when you communicate it to other people, they get it exactly as you want them to get it, not, be, not create their own interpretation for what you're trying to say. So branding, packaging it is okay. Remember what branding is, for those who, the, who don't know, branding would be uh, creating a consistent message and communicating that message 
over and over again consistently over a period of time. Okay, that is it. So we, we need to build that brand, and I think we're beginning to uh, get into that area. Now, on the good side also is we are having quite a lot of publishers in the game. Quite a lot of people are sinking their personal funds or family funds or their savings into uh, getting comic books published. All right? That, I, I think, is it, expanding the scope of the industry, making sure that we don't have the same sort of people recreating titles all over. All right? The good also goes into that fact, into, and it's like extension of that also is that because uh, we have a lot more people uh, trying to get into the industry right now, there's a lot of publishers putting things out. That simply means we now have a lot of comic book titles and characters out there. Not all of them are popular, not all of them are immediately well known, but we have quite a lot of them out there right now. Okay, um, Ashake Ogunwu says, I have been thinking about it, noticing it. Stan Lee actually seriously was inspired by Nigerian comics. Even the Black Panther was replicated from the best of Nigerian comics. I, I want real mythology characters coming from Africa. It is the best move and it is coming. Okay, so uh, Ashaka believes that um, we should be thinking about uh, mythological characters coming from Africa as the kind of things we should focus on co for our comic books and she thinks it's the best move and it's coming. Now, I am not completely sure about Stanley being inspired by Nigerian comics because I don't know how far back Nigerian comic books go to have inspired Stanley in the 1930s, 1940s. All right. Um, then Black Panther was replicated from the best of Nigerian comics. Well, perhaps there's something in there that says it can actually have come from a Nigerian creator or an African creator. But I'm not so certain that we can uh, claim that Black Panther was replicated from the best of Nigerian comic books. I don't know, maybe there's something I'm missing or something I haven't read out, but I am not so sure about that being completely there. All right, now, the good thing, I, mean, I think there's quite a lot of good things going on in the industry right now, quite a lot of things. And the good thing is also that perhaps even just, even if it's just most recently, we are beginning to understand the power of collaboration. All right, the need for it. Uh, uh, publishers are moving titles to other publishers who have capacity to do certain things with them. Uh, for instance, IC Studios has its own published uh, series uh, that we have done in the past, and we have some that are even still presently in the works. But some of our characters have been outsourced or licensed to other publishers like Vortex. Okay? So it, it's like we're beginning to understand now that it's not about you publishing it or somebody else publishing it. It is more important that the comic book story, the idea, actually gets out there for people to see. All right, that is the only time that you can actually uh, say something uh, interesting about that. Okay, so uh, we are able to understand, uh, we're getting to understand more the power of collaborations and giving some things out there, letting our titles go into places that we normally wouldn't take them out to. So I think that is one good thing about us. Now, if you, if you have noticed any other good thing that I'm, I'm missing, you, you might want to add that up just Put that in the comments page, you'll read it out so everybody can see it. Now, Peter Daniel says, I don't think Stan Lee or Black Panther got the idea from any African comic. I've seen the comics they did over five to ten years ago, and it's the same replication in the movie. So, um, obviously, uh, some people, Peter Daniel disagrees with us, okay, on that one. I, I, I'm not sure how much of that is true as well. So, please, let me have your comments on this. Let's know what you think about that. Now, that's the good. The bad of our present comic industry now, Realize this almost immediately, guys. This is my observation. This is what I've noticed. So it's not in any way uh, an exhaustive list of exactly what the good or the bad might be like. Um, the good, the bad right now is that 
we uh, we are having some 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 level of unnecessary competition. All right, um, we have quite a lot of titles out there, and we have fans that are ready to read that. But um, a lot of people tend to want to create unnecessary unnecessary competition right now that may not be required for the comic industry to actually grow. You see, there's a lot of things that need to happen. Yes, we are building fans. Yes, we know that the comic books are getting more and more, but we have a culture to build. And that culture will not be built by one company, it will be built by a variety of companies, working side by side, but not necessarily working with each other or against each other. But they will need to exist in the same industry to actually get as much uh, leverage on their titles and creations as possible. Okay, so that is one bad thing. Now, the bad thing also, one, one bad uh, point also is that we have quite a lot of, um, and I think that happens in every industry, perhaps even in the American comic book industry. Um, we have a lot of unseen comic book titles out there. In Nigeria, coming from Benin, coming from Ibadan, coming from Abuja, coming from Anambra, coming from Enugu and Potafo, there are quite a lot of comic books out there that are not known in the mainstream. They're not like, like as popular as the likes of Guardian Prime or Junto or Darkhead or Strike Guard or, or, or Abonome and Eru and all of that. There are quite a lot of comic titles that seem to be like, uh, just like under the radar. We don't exactly uh, see them all the time. Okay, that's for me, I think the bad thing. It might not be due to the fans, of course, definitely due to the fact that we are not maximizing the popularity or the popularization of our comic book brands. All right, that I believe is left to the publishers. If you are publishing from Portacot and you're watching this right now, if we don't know about your comic book, it's not because we don't want to know. It's largely because it is not in our face enough. So I think the bad is we're not investing enough in our publicity for the comic titles that we have. Now, note why that might be a, not, a really bad thing for the comic industry in general and for the publishers at the same time. It's that comic books thrive by fan base. All right, uh, we need to understand that a comic book would only be able to make as much money as the fans it has. Okay, that's about all that it takes. So, how does comic books, how does a comic book title get its fan base? That is by knowledge, getting all the comic books and the details about it in people's faces. And thank God for social media and the internet, you can get, excuse me, you can get your comic title, your comic book story to everybody's face in real time, all right? You can even do videos of why they should read this comic book and actually put it out there for a lot of people to see, okay? So that that's one thing to look at. It's a bad thing right now. We don't have a lot of titles known. They are there. If you Google it up, if you Google up Nigerian comic books, a lot of titles will show up that you probably won't see on regular social media, okay? That is one thing that is bad. Now, the bad thing also is, which is actually a good thing in one, in one regard, then bad also. The bad thing that we now have everybody playing the game. Almost everybody wants to publish their own comic story or comic book title. So we now have everybody, both the learned, the non-learned, the knowledgeable about it, those who have uh, little knowledge of what comic book is, those who don't even know what to do with a panel talk less of how to draw, are actually getting into comic books and putting it all out there. Now, while this may not look bad almost immediately, when you look at it, the fact is, when an industry is an all-commons uh, affair, that means you that are actually uh, focused on getting the top quality comic books out there might be losing out because uh, you will be categorized under the same umbrella as every other person who produces comics that are not so nice. 
Okay, so that in itself is not it's not as if we can do anything about it, but it's a bad thing. Now, if if we uh, we can analyze further, yes, everybody will come in the industry or just like everything. Like I said, the market has a way of showing people out the door of an industry. Okay, so even if everybody is coming in right now, which is a bad thing, what what makes it a good thing is now the entire fan base of people that love comic books in Nigeria have access to a variety of comic books to choose from. And over time, we will begin to see those who don't uh, cut the mark get cut out. All right? So that, that's the other thing. Now, um, that's a bad thing I've noticed also. Um, I don't think we give enough prevalence uh, to our writers. Okay? Uh, we are still working towards the level of creating cool comic books, not cool stories, not telling uh, great stories. We're looking at creating cool artworks all right that's why a lot of artists that you meet or that you probably see on social media with their works are often very good poster artists they can do excellent covers they can do excellent posters but when it comes to using panels to tell stories in a coherent manner you don't get to see that okay that becomes a problem now that is a lot of things i've observed i'm, I'm not in any way um uh holding the the supremacy on the knowledge for all the bad that is uh, that is on with our comic industry in Nigeria, right? But uh, these are the things I've observed, and I think they, in any way, are the bad things about us. So, the ugly. What exactly is ugly about the Nigerian comic book industry right now? Um, I'm not so sure how to define certain things, but I think we're having way too many people in the comic industry who are completely creative, and we're having practically next to zero uh, business-minded individuals running the comic industries or comic publishers around town. So, except for a few uh, comic, uh, comic publishing companies that have gotten the um, publishing idea and the business administrative side of publishing down, all right, we don't have much people understanding the business of comic books as it is. A lot of people are working at it as creative persons trying to create comic books and we neglect certain things like the, the, the market, like, uh, like what the people want, like distribution, okay? There are quite a lot of things that, are, that should guide our comic creation that are not completely considered because when you put creative persons purely to handle the business of comic books, things can get pretty ugly. Um, treatment of publisher, uh, treatment of writers, treatment of creative persons, artists, colorists, and all that becomes an issue. You have quite a lot of um, bad blood being all over the place. I have observed online and offline how uh, both publishers and the creative they work with really fight at each other about the way uh, relationships are handled okay now this goes from not just the way the comic titles are created or rendered as comic books themselves but on how things are handled when comics are getting out there and being published it kind of gets ugly when you see um, a, a creative go all out to shame the publisher is working under all right i think we're having quite a lot of clashes like that and then also on the ugly side we are having copy characters and copy artworks so a lot of people are presenting their artworks as are they are presenting other people's artwork, artworks as theirs in the industry all right we know we have quite a lot of those things happen in the last two years or, or thereabouts you know uh, people posted up works with their signatures uh, attached to it somehow only for us to find out later on that no this artwork was done by somebody else 
Okay, so that that was a bit. I mean, it, it's it's was it was getting ugly, but I guess that has been stemmed a little bit now. We're seeing less of such things happening. Okay, guys, now that is my analysis of the present situation of the Nigerian comic book industry. I have people that I would love to give props to. I mean, besides IC Studios comic books, we, we know uh, we haven't published in a while now, but we are putting things together to get some things done based on the study of the industry and the market right now. Um, there are three ways we could go. I mean, we have had this discussion on the show before, the free, the premium, or the actual premium where people pay for. So we're looking at which one of the models we want to work at, and very soon you're going to be hearing some stuff coming out from ICS comic books. Yes, definitely in the year 2018, we're looking at that happening. All right? And then our comic titles that, was, uh, uh, that were created and published years back are still very much out there all right dark edge is still uh, uh available even though it's now on the vortex comic books and little thunder is still there june 12 vortex is all over the place with that one and the bad guys another title that vortex is handling now my my particular favorite when i look around uh the comic industry in nigeria and this is in no way attest to the fact that maybe they are like top-notch or anything like that. It's just my own particular preferences of the comic books that are presently out there that I really like. Okay? Now, of course, I will not forget veterans and people in the industry that have done quite a lot of things like Sewa Donupo, Akoshi, Wodukoya, Ayodele, Legba, Shegma Usoya, and quite a number of people, writers and artists who have done quite a lot of things for the comic book industry. These people have been there. They are still there producing comics and keeping things going. And I'm seeing my lecture Mrs. Yabot Jani watching as well. Thank you very much for tuning in, Ma. I remember the comic book we were working on that I never finished it. I admit to that. I never finished it back in Yabot Tech. I hope that comic book got finished and got out there because I never saw the finished end of that. Now, there are quite a lot of things like that are happening, all right? So my titles, the titles I, I mean, I won't go too far by maybe I should include the ones that I created, all right? I probably just them in still anyways i mean dark Edge, june 12 little thunder bad guys justice supreme uh yeah all of that great titles i particularly like strike god i love guardian prime yes i know the little story in there somewhere avonome i had a little hand in how avonome was crafted and created when it was being birthed so yeah i like avonome the story direction and where it's supposed to go i like it eru that's a title that i don't know too much about but the concept at the beginning yeah perhaps there's something in there, all right? I'll go deeper in there. I try to watch Cyan. I try to read Cyan, the comic book. Well, I'm still trying to understand it fully. Newborn Rise of the Malaysia. That's um, the collection, the, the big uh, bundle, the uh, kickstarted one. That was the one I got to read eventually. And it's really a nice story, all right? It's, it's an epic story of a proportion that I think is actually uh, very African and it's kind of things that I know a lot of foreign people might be interested in as well. So I, I, I like Newborn, rather than Lazy. Um, I, I read, um, uh, what's this other title? Uh, quite, quite, let me try and remember that. Um, yes, Mumu and Juju. <laughs> Mumu and Juju, those, 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 those characters, even though I haven't seen much about them in the last couple of months, I don't know what's up with them, but I think Mumu and Juju might be going in the right direction. Okay, so now looking at all of these things as they are, my real question beyond analyzing where we are and what we're doing right now is this. Guys, what do we need to do to get this industry to the next level? How can we build characters that has 
a fan base that can generate a billion naira. I'm not even going to say dollars right now. A billion naira in sales if it ever gets turned into a movie. How do we create? What are things we need to consider while creating characters and pushing characters that can actually uh, build a fan base enough to have people decorate their homes or their rooms in the themes of these characters? When are we going to have a June 12 uh, trophy, a June 12 uh, bed sheet? People we had a June 12 trophy a, a while back, and that was marketed for a bit. Uh, but the point is, when are we going to have uh, uh, merchandise themed around characters created in Nigerian comic books that would actually generate income for the publishers and the fans in exchange for other things as well like that? What do we need to do to get those things to go on? Kadi Yaote says, Mumu Juju is a beast. All right, I agree with you a little bit. And he says again, Mumu Juju continues in the upcoming Kugali anthology. So I guess that means the comic book is coming back as an anthology under Kugali. Can't wait to see that. Please put up the link as soon as that is available. But guys, let me hear your comments. This I need to get from everybody, both on Instagram and on Facebook Live. Tell me, what do you think we need to do with this industry right now? How do we get to that level? where we stop uh, comics from being bought only by other comic publishers, and we can actually get fans to buy the comic books that we sell, all right? One of the problems I've observed about comic books is things that are posted on social media are not appreciated or seen by potential fans of these comic titles that come out from Nigeria. Most of it are appreciated only, and it seems we create those content purely for fellow publishers or comic book artists and creators. All right, and if you have ever observed, a lot of comic book creators in Nigeria rarely buy Nigerian comic books. I doubt, I, I mean, I dare anyone to prove me wrong and tell me that as a comic book artist in Nigeria or a comic creator, you have bought every single copy of every Nigerian comic book published. All right, I mean, let, okay, let's not even go that far. Tell me you have bought up to 60% of the comic books published in the last five years from Nigerian publishers, okay? Comic creators and publishers don't generally buy comic books from other comic uh, uh, publishers and artists as well, all right? So it's the fans that would actually sh should be targeting. But I've seen quite a lot of what we do is purely to get our peers, the publishers and creators, to actually tell us what we have done, our comic idea, our characters, our stories actually, oh, excellent, cool, man, that's nice. Oh, the story is awesome, that's great. But how many of these comments come from fans, from people who are actually comic readers in Nigeria or outside of it? How many people can you count, or as a publisher, as your fans immediately that are not comic book creators? All right? Now, I have this um, small uh, thought that keeps going on into my, in my head about, about the comic industry in Nigeria and why it seems almost impossible that we have a comic book character that as not, uh, that can sell for a million units, all right? In Lagos alone, we have over 20 million people. I am sure a million of those people would know about comic books and would be able to read a comic book and understand the story concept well. So how is it possible that in a Nigerian comic book, our Lagos-based comic book has not been able to make a sale of up to 1 million units of its comic book, whether digital or print? Okay, and that's another thing about the comic book medium. Uh, it's neither good nor bad, whether you're going digital or print. I think it's a matter of what your strategy is, 
All right. A lot of people argue it and we sit around and say, okay, perhaps it's better if everything goes digital. I can tell you digital has its place and it's quite good. And print has its, its, its place as well. And it's also quite good. The question is, what's your strategy? How do you hope to get this comic book sold? It's, a, it's very possible to put a comic book online digitally available and nobody downloads it, even if it's free. All right? That's completely possible. And it's also possible that you have a digital, a, a, a print comic book out there, 5,000 copies, attend an event, and all 5,000 goes. It's completely possible. It's not impossible. What is your strategy? What are the strategies we're actually putting together to ensure that people buy these comic books? Now, one of the things I've been able to identify um, to take this for the future is this. We need to start creating comic books for the masses. Okay, we need to reverse or at least change our comic book creating process. I think we focus too much on the idea we have first before we think about the people that will read these comic books. All right, and um, if there's anything I've learned, it's different between a marketer and an artist. Most creative persons create an idea first, then look for someone to buy it. While the marketing person seeks to find the buyers first and create a product that they, the product that they will be willing to buy and at the price they'll be willing to pay for it. So, how many comic books out there are available to the people on the streets? All right, how many comic books out there are available to everybody on an Okada or in a Maru or in a bus somewhere? Which title can be understood by the woman selling Bali at the side of the road? Do we have titles that the majority of our people can read in this country? Are we producing for people uh, that are outside the country because we want them to understand it first. All right, if we're thinking about that as an issue, I can tell you almost immediately, manga was not created for the outside world. It was primarily created for people in the country of Japan. That is, it was just created purely for their people. All right? They created it, the entire story was written in Japanese, and it was always uh, read from right to left. That's how manga started. It was created purely for their people. It was not created so that somebody outside of the country would understand it and appreciate it better. They created it for their people. So now let's look at our comic books here in Nigeria. How many of our titles are actually the ones that our people can readily understand and accept? All right? Because if you put all the comic fans together in Nigeria, let me say Lagos as, as a woman. How many, what's the percentage of Lagosians who are comic book fans or readers? versus those who are regularly, who prefer to go and read Iweiroye or Alaroye, or who prefer to go and read, uh, uh, what's the name, 442 or Complete Sports or something. Uh, compared to that, so are we creating comic books for, with these people in mind? Are we creating comic books that people can actually uh, attach to and get to understand and grow with? That, I think, is one way to get us into the future. Let's begin to create a, uh, comic books that people can actually appreciate on the lowest level. And I got a lesson on this from one of the uh, mega publishing houses that we know around the world, Marvel. I got the opportunity to get a book about the history of Marvel. And one of the things that I realized was Marvel created for the times, just like DC Comics did. They created the titles that their people wanted at the time it was wanted. All right. Uh, when there was a war going on, they, were, they had a lot of war-themed comic books out there. All right. When uh, the recession was on, there were a lot of things about it. When westerns were the things raining in the movies, then western comic books became the hit thing to buy. 
all right? Uh, when it was, uh, when we had the Cold War, then it was all about spies, and then when horror films took over the cinemas, horror comic books became the norm. All right, so it's like, what exactly are we studying about our immediate environment to get us to create comic books that our people right now, this period, can actually attach to? What's the theme? Politics, sports, fashion, music, entertainment? What exactly do the people want to read right now? What, do they, what are they attaching to? Okay, if Nollywood is making such a big deal and people are still uh, operating in that industry and making money with it, why don't we have comic books that show the comic book at the Nollywood end of things? I know several the other people I could try to uh, work out a comic book like that. I think Nollywood Finest, I, I, I worked on that comic book as well. So that, something like that, but marketed differently to the, uh, the people, the masses, the people who actually recognize and appreciate Nollywood. Are we creating comic books with them in mind? I think we need to revisit our comic book creation process. That might be the one way or the best way to get us first into the future. So, guys, I'm waiting for your feedback. I need to know, what do you think? How do we get Nigerian comic books into the future? How do we get better? What is wrong with us? And do you know any comic book title that may be obscure right now? Perhaps list, send us a list of comic book titles that you know right now, okay, that are Nigerians and created by Nigerians, whether they have been sold in Nigeria or not. That are created by Nigerians and available to Nigerians uh, as well. So uh, perhaps it's time we build a, a collective, all right, or something that can actually um, uh, create a database for all the comic book titles that we have in Nigeria and a place where something like that can become visible. Okay. Now it was joked a while back that um, whoever can solve the distribution problem of comic books in Nigeria will be making a killing. All right, and with that in mind, quite a lot of people have tried to come up with um, um, concepts and ideas for distributing comic books. And I know a lot of people have tried, and we will hear a lot of stories about how it all didn't go well trying to sell online, trying to sell on Jumia, trying to create a web store, trying to uh, make uh, digital sales alone or print sales to order. Quite a lot of uh, websites and platforms have come up with that in mind. And Okay, Kadiyao so, Tay, say something. That's the Kugali database. Okay, does the Kugali database contain all available comic books in Nigeria? Is that list like completely all out? Or do we see how something's missing? Perhaps there are some titles that are not exactly as popular as they should be and are not, uh, might not be on that list. Okay, now back to what I was saying about the distribution end of things. We know that that is still a problem for us presently. How do we get our comic books to the masses, to the people that want to read it? All right? Not everybody is going to be online, download your comic book, and read it on their phone. All right? In Nigeria, perhaps we're still a little bit concerned about our megabytes. We're careful about how we spend the hard-won hard uh, megabytes that we buy with our money. You understand? So, I mean, I, I'm sure a lot of people are not even tuning in now because they think, ah, man, that's a lot of data to actually watch, to use to watch the show right now. So how do we get these comic books into the hands of those who will pay for it, okay? And something else comes up immediately, distribution comes in. Pricing, what exactly is our regular price for comic books in Nigeria? Are the price commissioned with what people are willing to pay for it? Are we charging them what they are willing to pay? Or are we thinking of on how much we are putting in and then seeing how we can get the money back? 
how much is the average Nigerian comic book now? I think the, it goes for around 300 naira to 500 naira on the average. We have comic books higher than that, but I think between 200 and 500 will be the actual thing. Now the question is, do we know the, the things we are competing with at that price? All right? Immediately you ask somebody to give you 500 naira of their money, you're asking them to compare what else they can do with 500 naira besides buying your comic book. All right, Pound and Nera will probably get a great meal in some places. I'm sure some uh, fast food restaurants actually have deals to buy a meal for 500 Naira. All right, so that, that's one thing, a good meal. And then you have other things that people would be willing to buy with 500 Naira as well. Okay, Kariyaote says, well, it's not comprehensive and it's still a work in progress. It's not focused on Nigeria, but the entire continent. Okay, Kogali's uh, database is focused on Africa and African-based comic books. Um, it's really up to creators and fans to list their work in the database. The African Speculative Fiction Society might also have something like that in the pipeline. So there's two things that might actually be able to help the industry because I think being able to have an idea of how much of it is really available and then collates by using that data how much or how much visibility these comic books and their publishers have going forward. A person sitting down somewhere trying to create a distribution network that might help for the publishing and distribution of these comic books might be able to put some numbers together using this database. So that's two. Kugali is putting one together, and well, they already have one. It's a work in progress. And very much true that um, it is up to, uh, to the comic book creators and publishers to actually get their comic books listed on the database. Okay, so I encourage you, if you're a publisher right now, perhaps get your comic books listed on Kugali. Visit them, submit to them, send them an email or something. And um, the second one, the African Speculative Picture Society, I think that's a Facebook page, might also be working on something like that. So uh, that means two things are already building up in that end of things. Then still on that distribution thing, how do we fix that, guys? It is obvious from what people have tried that um, uh, going completely web shop, open a shop online, might not exactly work. Uh, uh, Folktalesmoonlight.com tried that. I'm not sure how much of that is still very much available and working, but I know they are trying. They were trying to get a comic book store available online. I know Comic Square is also trying to put up something like that together, and I'm working in partnership with the owner of that business to get that going as well. So the thing is, we will do ourselves a lot of good in the next couple of months, or even one year or worse, or a couple of years by building and creating a very good distribution network. The ability to take a comic book from the publishers into the hands of those who will pay to read it, okay? Because there are a variety of ways that comic books get uh, income, and most of it is not from direct sales, agreed, all right? But a fan base is core to the success of any comic book, all right? You are only as good as how many people are reading your comic book at any point in time so that the comic book can generate income via advertising on its platform or merchandise sales to fans of said comic book, okay? If you have 5,000 people who are reading your comic books on the regular, whether they're paying for it or not, you know those 5,000 people probably have a liking for your, uh, for your comic book and will be willing to buy merchandise, t-shirts, face caps, exercise book, notepads, pens, and stuff that are made with that character in mind, okay? So why you might not get direct income from the comic book sale itself, you can treat the comic book as oftentimes what it is, which is it's an advertising platform, all right? That's one thing I also found out about the model that a lot of the publishers out there 
operate. They don't operate the comic books as income generation uh, tools, but more as popularity or advertising tools. So they push the comic books to as far as can go. They let people download it for free. They let people copy it or pirate it. Get as much people as possible to see this comic book title so that they can actually call all the people that know and get them into a private area of elected or selected uh, content. All right, if you're a fan, then you can get this. But if you're ready to one, then you can do this. All right, so I, I think we might want to begin to apply that model also. And I see that might take us a little bit of uh, something different also into the future by going more on the premium end of things. Okay, now somebody else has already shown also what is possible by going into crowdsourcing. That is another way. All right, now I like to see crowdsourcing as pre order system. Crowdsourcing is as simple as just getting people to pay for a product before you make the product, okay? So it's essentially people are booking the product or they are ordering the product before you even manufacture it. So that allows you to raise funds with their money to produce the product they need and get it back to them, okay? Now that platform actually works and a lot of people are beginning to go into that area. I know two notable comic book titles that have used it to great advantage. We have um, uh, a newborn rights of the, La uh, the lazy did that and Royal Coupe's EXO, all right? So that shows us that pre a pre-order system, if we can find a way to actually get people to overcome their lack of trust in our systems around here, find a way to get people to pre-order, to pay ahead for a comic book title. Wouldn't that be awesome? Wouldn't that also get us into as many people's hands as possible if people are able to pay ahead of it, okay? So that makes it less risky for the person that's publishing the comic book because the people that want the comic book, after you have built the fan base, note that is important, get them to actually know the title, love the title, and want to read the title. Then you can convince them to actually pay ahead to get a physical copy of the comic book or even to get a digital version of said comic book. So I think three things I highlighted right now. Um, distribution, we, we need to go the different way or online or otherwise we need to create a distribution network to get our comic books from the creator's hands publishers hands into the hand of the people that are willing to pay for it. We need to start creating content for the masses. How much of our comic book titles are designed and created with the ordinary people in mind, the people who will talk about it, the people who will associate with it based on their own, uh, their own leanings or their own bias about culture, tribe, and all whatnot. Are we creating with our people directly in mind? Okay, then, um, we're talking about crowdsourcing or the pre-order system. We might want to look at that. I think that also might be the future. Then look also at using your comic books not as an income generation tool, but as a publicity and advertising tool to raise awareness with your fans and get as many people as possible to be aware of the fact that your comic book exists. Now, Peter Daniel says, the truth is, Africa, the truth is, in Africa, in this scene is young, Africa in the scene is young, but we are growing faster because the two big, Marvel and DC, have shown the world how powerful comics can be. But you must know that that was 70 years of work, all right? Okay, I get that. 70 years of work. The African industry will, as far as the creators are relentless, it is all entertainment. Okay, that simply means, yes, they started this in the, like 70 years ago. That is when most of these comic book titles in Marvel and DC started. Now, what I agree with that uh, immediately, I want to liken uh, that statement to something. 
that says, um, so a, a, a train started its journey five years ago, and then you want to join that train. Do you need to go back to five years ago to join the train or go to where the train originated from to be able to actually join the train? No, you need to find the next bus stop for the train, the next train stop. Where is it stopping? Then jump in at that point. So why they may have started 70 years ago, we can learn everything they did over 70 years in less than a year. By reading up on it, by studying them, by looking at what they have done and the mistakes they made. Don't forget that in those 70 years, these two major companies actually went bankrupt at least two times. All right? And they have been bought by business partners, by business associates, and bigger companies over the period of their 70 years of existence. In one way or the other, ownership has changed because they've gone bankrupt. They couldn't make enough money to keep up. That means they kept changing their models as it was going. They looked at the immediate environment and changed. They looked at how things were going, they changed. When they refused to change, they went bankrupt. All right? They had to be taken back up again into a new uh, disposition to be able to create comics that people wanted to read again and got them back on their feet. So noting that, we don't need to go that far back. We can study what they're doing right now and begin to learn and replicate or adapt those stories or those are, are, are lessons for our own environment, okay? Uh, Peter also says, on the distribution, I think we need a distribution partner to take it upon themselves to make it their income generation business as we create, they distribute. This will make some, uh, take some time, but it's worth the effort, all right? That is also smart thinking as a businessman. That means for comic book distribution to actually work effectively, comic book publishers might not be the one that will be able to create an effective distribution network for their comic books. We might need an outside, non-comic book oriented partner, but more content distribution partner that can actually create the channels and platform by which the comic books can be distributed. So perhaps it's an opportunity to call out to all those who are into product distribution, who are into product marketing, just getting a product out into the people that need it. I can tell you almost immediately with everything that's available that there is a market for Nigerian-made comic books. There is a market for Nigerian comic books in Nigeria. We have a big enough a populace to actually get a comic book selling 1,000, uh, 1 million units of itself. All right, so uh, uh, publishing uh, distribution companies, please take this on. Perhaps you need to dictate how it runs, what kind of comic books we need to create to make such distribution work. Please go ahead. Let's have those. I am particularly open to such partnership and, and ideas because I know that distribution doesn't need to be solved by the company producing the product. All right, that is why we have logistic companies that handle distributions and transference of goods and products for, for companies that produce them. Okay, so we might be working, might need to work with people out there. Okay, now Peter Daniel again says, example of diamond distribution. Yes, we know that for the entertainment industry outside Nigeria in America, um, the distribution companies are actually king. Okay, all right. Uh, that there was a little break in there on Facebook. Let me just repeat what I was saying uh, again. Now, distribution companies control a lot of what happened in the entertainment industry in America. It simply means when a, comic, uh, a publisher or a, a, a movie production house wants to make a, a movie, they run the script and the content by distribution companies to secure their distribution first before they go into production. If no distribution company is willing to take it on at concept stage, no, most movies don't get made. That's why you hear stories about scripts that have been written for 10 years or 
15 years and it still haven't been made. It simply means somewhere along the line, nobody's willing to distribute it. Nobody's willing to commit to getting it out there. Okay? So I know that even in comic books, comic, comic companies always send out copies of their comic books or listing of the comic books that they're sending out regularly to distribution companies to say, look, next month we're having 15 titles being released and this is the titles and these are the synopsis. So that the distribution company can take the actual comic titles and things they want to distribute. Okay? Now, if you have a distribution company telling you that we will take up, uh, okay, bring 2,000 copies of this title, and uh, 2,000 copies of that title, and 10,000 copies of this title, you know that your comic book is going to get sold in those numbers. All right? So it's easier to actually make the thing available. And then, as a comic publisher, also, when your distribution companies can get what they think is selling or what they realize they're able to move off their own distribution channels, they can give you better information on the kind of stories and comic books you should be producing. All right? So that even goes into, I think distribution is what, uh, uh, if you look at it, it's more on an offbeat thing. Perhaps we need to uh, partner with distribution outfits to get that going. So that's one. And what about our content? I think before we even go into that, uh, are we producing comic books that can actually resonate with the people who are willing to get money into these comic books. How many of our comic book titles can a product company or a mega corporation or, uh, let me see, like a conglomerate, a business uh, entity can latch onto? How many of our titles can they see and say, you know what, I'd like to attach my brand to this? Oftentimes what we find is comic, uh, uh, product companies try to create their own characters that can stand for their brands because they can't seem to attach their brands to the comic titles we are creating. In essence, we are not creating comic books that advertising agencies can recommend to their clients to put their adverts in. And we know that advertising forms a great percentage of how much comic books make out there. So are we producing comic books that a company will be willing to attach their advertising to and attach their brand to? I think we need to look at that seriously. That goes into our content generation area. Why I think it's actually uh, okay to be expressive and creative about the kind of titles and stories that we tell. We must understand that creating comic books is a perfect mixture of art and business. Okay? We need to create commercial-oriented titles as much as we create those artsy titles that we want to create purely for our own individual expression and for fans and our peers. All right? Uh, there was an argument about... Um, doing something like that at Lagos Comic Con, I think four years ago, where about when we had a discussion and Mr. Tommy Davis was available and we we're talking about uh, uh, commercial comics versus uh, telling your story the way you want to tell it. All right. One of the things that came out that day was, look, if you want to survive as a comic book publisher, you need to get people to buy your comic book. You need to get companies to support your comic book. You need to get uh, partners that are willing to pump money into keeping that comic book going. And there's only one way to do it do something commercially viable, all right? And then we had the argument that no, not commercially valuable, but then he said something. Produce that, and you get enough money to actually produce the actual comic book you want to make that people might actually love simply because they have read your commercial version, all right? Let, 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 me, let me reiterate that so you see how that can work. So you create this commercially successful comic book that everybody is able to attach to. Then next, you're producing this deep, artsy, psychological thriller drama that takes a lot to understand. Now, before even people 
read that title because they have read your commercial one and they loved it and your name shows up as the also writer and publisher of this one they would buy it even if they don't fully get it they will lash on to that after but if you produce that article comic book first chances of them reading anything from you will probably just go down the drain so the commercial add-on things might not be a bad idea after all okay so no matter how it is that you want to produce something that's funky that's that's free that's your expression and tells the story the way you want to sell it and impact society you might want to take a moment and think about the people that will read this comic book and answer the question exactly what do they want all right so i i think that would help us all create better comic books if you can think about where the comic books are actually going so we have our content to talk about which will lead into our distribution end of things which also lead into how we're using our comic book titles are they income generation are outlets immediately or are they secondary income generation too are we just using, are we using them primarily for our publicity i think we should use them primarily for character promotion all right we need to use our comic book to promote the characters get these comic books and these characters in the faces of as many people as possible then begin to get uh, income out of that once we get into the hands of the people that are willing to pay for it realize that for most people they will only be willing to pay for something after they've experienced it a little even if they don't get the full experience the fact that they have tasted it and they like it then they might be willing to say okay how much is this thing after all all right and then we talk about pricing what are we talking about our pricing is it possible for us to actually produce comic books that are completely free and printed at the same time okay perhaps we need to look into how we can create our comic books that will be tools that product companies and advertising agencies will actually be willing to latch onto and attach their brands to as well okay so that is the essence of it guys i was really really hoping to get a lot more contribution from guys regarding the comic book titles that have really impacted you in the comic industry in nigeria and the things you think they are doing wrong and how they can get it better you can get that comment or those comments in in the comment area even after the show is over i'll try to look at them and perhaps reply to the comments and contribution as they go but we have come to the end of the show for today thank you very much again for tuning in it's always a pleasure being here and talking to you guys about creativity and everything that it, enc it encompasses more importantly talking about this topic that's actually very close to my heart i'm a comic book illustrator and creator and publisher so comic books is one of my end things I know there's other parts of it uh, in illustrator and illustrations and all of that that we still need to get into. But this topic always excites me and I know quite a lot of people are excited about it as well. I mean, with everything going on around with Black Panther and all the other superhero movies, it seems there's no time as good as now to get our comic book titles popularized, known by everybody, and get them into making the kind of money we know that they can potentially make. All right, guys, thanks again for tuning in. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys next week. Perhaps we're going to have a mystery guest on the show next week. I'm still working out on getting somebody here. You will see the person when, during the course of the week, we're going to announce that person, okay? Just watch out for that. Until the next time we see you again, guys, remember no matter what you do, no matter how you do it, you've got to continue to create all that tribe. See you again next week, guys. Have a great week.